What up? It's George. I'm here with Chris. You want to say hi? Hello, people. Chris is my... Uh, he's like my brother-in-law. He's technically my cousin-in-law. But if you go to mutants.org and you go under my art, I have a picture of me and him that's photoshopped. And I wrote a little blurb about how Chris is cool as fuck. And I always enjoy talking to him and uh, listening to his stories and seeing how he talks and the cool little uh, little snippets of cool words or cool ways of saying it. And that's why I think Chris is cool as fuck. And I'm here with Tracy, but she's not going to be saying much. Uh, so, Chris, uh, how you doing right now in your life? Uh, it's pretty good. I can't complain. Working. I have a new kid. A new kid. I have a newborn. Yeah, congrats. <clears throat> Other than that, it's good, man. Just trying to catch sleep every chance I get. Yeah? But, yeah, I do. A lot of work. Mm. <clears throat> but it's good, man. Overall good. Yeah. The work in life, um, how do you see work? You mean like my actual job or the or to to um like life itself the work of being an adult the idea of work when you think of work to be put in um what I think about it mm-hmm. uh I think it's like it's just part of life is mandatory if you don't mm. work then you'll fall to the wayside hmm. nobody's gonna worry about you yeah. How many people did you walk by today and were worried about? Mm-hmm. Not many. Mm-hmm. Well, at least that's how I see life. Yeah. Because I, I was brought up kind of funky. So you have to work in order for you to... Working no matter what you're doing, you're selling yourself as a product. So you have to work. Hmm. It's just part of life. Yeah. There's no way around it. That's all, at least that's how I, what I believe. Mm. Yeah. There's different types of work in life. There is work in the job sense where you go to work and you work and you get paid to live your life. But there's also other types of work like working in a relationship or working in being a father or working towards some other goal in life that you have. How do you distinguish between the the physical exhaustion the work causes between the job work and the other work in your life? How do you distinguish between those two? And how do you live your life so you can do both of those types of work to the best of your ability? Um, honestly, um, I have this issue, not this issue, but a lot of my coworkers at work, be like, oh, you don't like working overtime because you don't need the money. And it's not it's not about not needing money. It's, like you said, how do you kind of balance it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like no amount of money is going to give me the time I spend on the weekends with my family. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I have. Mm-hmm. My schedule is right in the middle of the day. I drive 40 minutes to work. Technically, I dedicate like 10 hours a day to work. Mm-hmm. Nothing's in the The weekend, working on the weekend is not going to... It's going to give me some more money without all that causes me to live out of my means because I'm dependent on overtime. Hmm. And it's not going to give me my time to spend with my kid, with my 
my girlfriend, myself. Mm-hmm. So I just try to, pro- like, from 11.30 day, that's work and everything else. As soon as I'm off, I leave it at home. Mm. I mean, at work. Mm-hmm. And then I pro- after that, I just what family comes right after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I split it, really. I don't I try and try never to think about work while I'm off. Because hmm. it shouldn't be. Yeah. You're yeah. spending your time with your family. At least that's how I feel. Yeah. Setting uh, distinct boundaries between work and your real life um, is crucial <laughs> for maintaining sanity. Sanity, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, how long did it take you to come up with a good boundary where you decided you know what this i can't i can't bring work home with me oh man it took a long time um i think from like 2011 to man all the way to like 2015 late 2015 Mm. i didn't have that Mm. i'll come home stressed from work angry Bringing it home, and then it just—I saw it spilling over time after time to mm. to the house, mm-hmm. and that doesn't help nothing. You're just sitting there angry, or exhausted, or frustrated, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then you end up having problems at home, and you still gotta go to work the next day. So it took a long time, and then once I got out of the job where I was at and found overall better job and. Mm. It became easier just to to keep that keep work at work and my family life separate mm. because I, I just didn't want to deal with that stuff no more. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. There's days where it's still like you still get home stressed and you're like angry, but then having a kid helps. Mm. It makes everything go away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's easier to see the payoff of all of your hard work when you come home and you see that little mini you. That you're like, all right, this is all worth it. Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. The ability to provide makes, at least as a man, it makes you feel, pumps you up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm able to provide. Like, it makes you feel good. Mm. But, yeah, I definitely have to keep in separate, man. You can't can't bring uh, work home. You'll, you'll go crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll go crazy or drive your partner crazy. One of the two. Mm. But, yeah, it took a long time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, work is not even if it's uh, even if it's forty hours a uh, a work week. Um, it's not forty hours of consistent second to second work. There are times when we have some time for ourselves. Um, how do you maneuver in those free times at work? Um, I know in the past you've mentioned you listen to like podcasts or you do other things, but um, when you have your free time at work, um, tell me tell me about that. Um, what do you work on when you're not obligated to specifically be working at that specific moment? Um, I usually, man, I'm I feel like I'm always on on a roll here. I'm called to make sure that my family's okay, make mm. sure that everything's taken care of. And then right after that, I usually podcast Joe Rogan, even though he's really biased with UFC is the best sport in the world. Mm. Um, YouTube, I flood myself with random stuff, man, to keep my mind mm. off of the 
like daily worries. Mm. So I watch YouTube, burn time on social media, mm. um, look at stuff that I want to buy. It was random stuff, man. Mm. It's really all over the place. If you look at my YouTube page, you think I'm a bodybuilder. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of bodybuilding videos. Yeah. But I clearly am not. Mm. Um, just random stuff, man. Whatever yeah. comes to my mind at that moment, I'll just look it up if I have the free time. To okay. Run. But it's really random. Like hmm. the most random stuff you can think of. <laughs> Is it things that come to your mind and you say, uh, tell me tell me about that. I'm interested in the way you think. Yeah, it's just usually stuff that comes to my mind, like random trivia. Like Vicky hates it. Like when I'm like watching any boxing or anything, like I know the guy's whole like background, like <laughs> he carried his legless brother up a hill or something. Like, yeah, no one yeah. else is thinking about that. Yeah. Um, just random stuff, whatever comes, especially cause I listen to like, after you show me the Google podcast thing, mm-hmm. I have like, you know, I have like 12 uh, subscriptions to different ones, mm-hmm. man, it's nonstop. So like they'll say something random and I'll Google it. Or even, like, advertisement. I'm a sucker for advertisement. I look mm. up at the advertisements they talk about. Yeah. The, uh, clean your muffler. Yeah. <laughs> hello Tushy. Yeah, hello Tushy. Muffler. Code yeah. word muffler. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, I'm an advertiser's dream. Yeah. <laughs> whatever random stuff pops in my head, that's what I look at. Mm. And whatever I'm listening to, I'm like, man, I wonder what that is. I'll look it up. Hmm. Like, the other day I saw somebody that had, um... Man, what was the thing? It's this person... Can't say names. Um, they had um journalistic security on their back of their sweater. And I, was, hmm. I didn't know what that was, so yeah. I ended up googling it. First, I asked Vicky, and she didn't know. And I was like, "Damn, that's like the smartest person I know." So I was like, "Next, I need to Google it." Mm-hmm. And then I forgot already, but I'll have to look it up again. Yeah, but just random stuff like that. That's what I do. Mm. <laughs> it's just randomness. Yeah, um, all that knowledge that you're accumulating. What do you feel is the end product? If you think of your brain as a machine that is consuming information through your ears, through your eyes, things you read, the people you talk to, the more information you get by searching online and delving deeper into topics that you're not familiar with to gain more information, what do you think is the end product of all of that accumulation of knowledge for you? Um... For me, it's like real trivial stuff. Like, um, I don't know. I just have like a, I get like a joy of knowing some random stuff. Mm. That's all I, I see it as. Mm-hmm. And then you got to be careful with what you look up because then <laughs> you start stressing yourself out. Like, like right now with current politics, I'll look it up mm-hmm. like just to get the gist of it, but I won't go too deep because mm. then you're just sitting there depressed. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, like, so you got to, like, be careful. But most of it is just to get, like, a random joy out of knowing some really random trivia. Mm. Especially, like, um, you remember when we went to your house? I mean, Vicky took out that, like, photosynthesis, like, all the process of how everything works. And she was reading, like, you had to answer the questions. You had, like, a little pamphlet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why, but prior to that, I was reading into it. And then when I answered all the questions, she was like, oh, I didn't know you knew that stuff. Like, you get a random joy from knowing random yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not no, um, what's it called? Whatever, I'm not Dr. Green Thumbs. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> just knowing random stuff gives me some joy. That spark that I get when I learn something and I add on to something that I already knew, that little spark in my brain 
that uh, I get from learning something, it is it is something joyous. It is something that I look forward to. Mm. When I read something and I make a connection like, oh, that's what that is. And it connects in my brain with all the other past memories of what I thought it was um, or what it now actually is. Um, what are subjects that are recurring in your life that you keep looking into? What subjects do you keep doing research and adding more information onto your brain about those subjects? Um, mainly cars, mm. but I don't know how I really work on cars. It's not I don't know how to work on cars. I don't, I would only trust touching mom's vehicle. Mm-hmm. I would never want to mess something up on somebody else's cars. Random celebrity facts. I don't know why. It's just like that's an American thing to do is to mm. know her name on celebrities. Um, no, I have a bunch of random stuff. Oh, I've been buying stocks lately. I've been mm. looking into that. Mm-hmm. But um, some stuff is really hard for me to retain, so I have to keep reading on, like reading it. Um, that's mainly what's reoccurring. Usually, those three things. And then the stocks thing because I've lost some money mm-hmm. and I made some money, mm-hmm. but uh, that because um the stocks because it, it leads on to the fact that everybody wants to be rich, mm. and reality is you need money to make mm. real money. Mm-hmm. So that's mainly what I, I look into. That's consistently recurring in shoes, mm-hmm. so really shallow but sneakers. Hmm. How long has the shoes been a subject in your life that you've started to accumulate knowledge and you keep going on it? How long? Oh, man. Um, probably like a solid, like, like 10 years when I started making enough to really, like, buy stuff that I wanted as a kid hmm. that I would see other kids have and... When you were 10 years old? No, like 10 years ago, mm. I started being able to buy shoes that I really wanted. Mm. Or shoes that I had that bring certain happy memories that mm. I'd be like, I have to have that shoe. Mm. So I would look into them and then see when they were released, Yeah. what cultural impact that they have, stuff like that. Mm. How much are they worth now? Mm. Um, I'm not one of those people that sticks to a certain pair of shoe, but my the shoes I buy has to have like a a reason behind it like a memory or something I never could have now I can have mm. because I work mm-hmm. so yeah like 10 years ago okay. I always liked them but 10 years ago I really started like looking into them mm. okay I need somewhere to put them out yeah. <laughs> but yeah what about cars cars why look into them yeah what uh, w- when I think of cars I think of Technology that allows us to transport ourselves from location to location in this world in a faster way. But it's not only a mode of transportation because it also defines who you are in the way you take care of it and the way you modify it. And there's so many different pieces of different types of cars that they're unique pieces of technology in and of themselves. But... Um, how do you how do you see cars? Same way. First, like first, I see them as transportation, and then I see them as a way of. Again, it's very shallow, but uh, 
it kind of states where you're at in life hmm. on the car you're driving. Hmm. Or like status symbol. Yeah, it's a status symbol because I grew up on the bus. So having a car was like a priority. Like mm. you need to have one. You mm. don't want to be on the bus your whole life. Mm-hmm. So look into that. How much they have changed, um, like with technology, um, the amount of power they can put now in a little engine, like all that. Like it, um, um, caused my attention. Like consistent because it trips me out that before you would need big like 6.2 liter to put out 200 horses you can mm-hmm. put that in a 1.5 liter now with a turbo yeah like and put more than that and handle it just fine mm-hmm. like all that like that's dope like and yeah. then how much like how much technology is putting into them now like back then like well when i had the 96 it was 96. the most ba- 96 nissan pickup hard mm-hmm. body yeah the most basic car but it was a chance. I miss it every day. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. The bare bones. Bare bones. You cut it on, fire it up, and you got on the radio, didn't hear of it. Mm-hmm. AC, roll down the windows. Mm-hmm. Didn't have one. Mm-hmm. You just get up and go. Never yeah. fail you. Sen- the tire was low. You had to really see it. Yeah. There was no sensor. You pressed the pedal. It went. You pressed another pedal. It stopped. There was four wheels. That was it. That's all you had. And, yeah. And listen to the engine light. It sounds kind of funny today. There was no... Half of the stuff didn't work in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ran, but it mm-hmm. just didn't work. But, yeah, that's what entertains me about them. The style of them, the way the bodies look. Mm-hmm. The amount they change. Like, if you look at an old, like, 80-something Tercel, it was ugly. Yeah, like, yeah. But back then, it trips me off because back then, that was, like, the hottest thing. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the old Mustangs. And you look at them, and they're, like... The Fox bodies. Yeah. But they didn't have no power. They had nothing. You mm-hmm. look at them now, you're, like... What they used to consider supercars are like standard. Mm-hmm. You're paying thirty eight grand for it, mm-hmm. and you're getting everything and more. Mm. That's what I like about them. Mm-hmm. By being educated in cars, you're better able to um, take care of them and make your best decision when you're dealing with obtaining them or keeping up with them. Because, like you said earlier in life. The cars was a priority. So I assumed you would be doing research like, all right, I'm going to get this car and I'm going to do this. And you had this idea of yourself dealing with cars and holding them to a high standard because you knew how valuable that technology was. Exactly. Like even the car we just got now, like we could have went for an older model, but I knew that the older model didn't have the revised transmission because they had problems with it prior. Mm. So we went for, we spent more money, but we got a newer model that I know has the revised transmission and they did more upgrades to the engine and give them more re- reliability mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you have to put in the work, man, and make sure you don't get get by no salesman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those those people are heartless. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody out there in the world, when you go make a deal, they're not your friends. Mm. Speak to them how you really want, how you feel. Mm. Be respectful, but no salesman is your friend. You're not gonna see them again. Mm-hmm. They just care about money, mm. and you just care about getting the best deal. Yeah. Don't don't believe that. I just spoke to my um my wholesale uh my auction guy and they said five hundred bucks is a lie. Where are they speaking to at eight at night? Yeah. Nobody's open. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, cars are dope. All of them. I don't I'll never buy like a Hyundai or nothing. Mm. But cars come a long way, man. Yeah. Um, when you think of uh your 
hobbies or the interests, the subjects that pique your mind. Like when you read something or you hear about something, you're like, ooh, and you want to add more information into your mind about that subject. How do you think that you can use that to your advantage to better position yourself in this life? Well, knowledge is very important because they're saying um, in Spanish, if you don't know, it's like being blind. Hmm. So any knowledge is good knowledge. Placing yourself, you buy a car, you know... You know what it's worth. You know what problems it might have. You, you already prepared yourself to deal with that when you get to that bridge, when it's time to cross that bridge. If you don't, if you just get there and you have no knowledge, everything becomes more difficult. Mm. It's like why our parents tell us all the time, get education. Because they've already been there. Mm. And if you don't do it, then when you get there, you're going to be screwed. You're going to be like, damn, they're all right. I should have put my put effort into it, mm-hmm. into learning this stuff. And I think it goes for everything. Or what you do at work. For raising a kid, for buying a car. As long as you have some knowledge, it gives you some idea of what you're supposed to do correct. Hmm. Instead of somebody come and whispering some things in your ear and then it's all wrong and then you get screwed over. Hmm. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I find that when I'm scared of a subject, the more I research about it, only only good things will happen from that research. I'm never scared of something and then I research it and then I'm more scared of it. It always kind of quelches that uh, anxiety in my brain about um, something I'm scared about. So I agree completely. The knowledge is definitely um, helps me maneuver in life when I get to that bridge. Mm-hmm. You definitely need it. It, doesn't, it can mean anything. As long as you're not going up there pretty much blind, you're... You'll be fine. You'll get through it. And learn before or just to get there, man. Because for anything, for anything you do. Because, man, that's tough out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you just got to do the research. Oh, yeah, I've been looking into buying houses. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a whole different beast right there. Like, mm. And being realistic. A lot of it is being realistic of what you can afford. Hmm. I think so. Mm. Or realistic what you can afford and where you want it at. Right, right. Because where well, we live it out here, it says new houses starting at a low price of like four fifty. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, just gotta have knowledge, man. When we got our house, I feel like we transcended into a new stage of our life. Because we were actually able to do what we wanted to do. I could have my own space. Like, I could have my own gym. I could uh, plant my plants and I could take care of it. And I could do my backyard and do the rooms and do the kitchen exactly how I wanted. You have something to call yours. Yes, exactly. No one's going to come and tell you no. That's How did it feel when you got it? First of all, you're young as as hell to get a house. Yeah. There's people your age that are still at home. Mm -hmm. Like, that's goals. Yeah. Like... I remember when, when I first met you, I was like, man, George is frugal. And then at that time, I wasn't seeing the big picture. And then years later, you have a house way before me. Hmm. And it's like, that's what he was doing. You hear me? Mm-hmm. So that's crazy, like, to see that. Mm-hmm. Like, because you guys are young as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And like you said, they call a place your own. Like I have my own apartment, but that's not mine. Right. I mean, my wall literally is shared with some random people I've mm-hmm. never met or mm-hmm. seen. Like, that's not yours. You right. gotta walk on pins and needles with the people downstairs mm-hmm. complaining. Mm-hmm. It's not yours as much as the couches are yours. That's about it, or the bed. Yeah. But nothing else. You don't own it. You're never gonna own it. You're just giving money away. That sucks. It's not a good feeling to live under on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. But it is something that um, pushed me to continue towards my goal of getting the house. Every uh, every day of work, and I would come home to the apartment, and I hated it. It would be extra fuel to continue on my goal of actually getting the house. Um, I want to go a little bit more into when I actually did get the house. Um, I was working basically all of my life to reach an idea of myself, of who I wanted to be. That idea had a house, had a beautiful wife had a great relationship, had some pets, had kids, right? I don't have kids now, but when I reached that goal, when I got the house and when I was the nurse and I was uh, not worrying about being stable in the house and I was not worrying about my car breaking down and all of these things, when I got to that point in my life, I decided to retire my growth, retire my knowledge, And I just said, fuck yeah, I can just coast. But that coasting, it was it was no good. It actually caused me underlying anxiety and stress that I didn't even know was happening during that time. But because of that, I grew from that. And now I'm on this path of constant growth and constant learning. But it came from finally achieving what I wanted to achieve since high school, since my whole life. achieving it and then I fucking become depressed and anxious because I achieved everything I wanted to achieve and I wasn't reaching up anymore because I thought oh I worked so hard I got to this point early (sighs) I can take the back seat now I can rest but that wasn't good for me I think yeah the bad thing is some people don't realize that that's what happens Mm. and then they stay like that forever Mm -hmm. yeah like that's the sad part Mm-hmm. Like, but I completely understand. And it's crazy because, like, depending on how you, where you come from, your goals are different. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, your house. Like me, mm-hmm. I was like, as long as I have my own place to live. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, like 14 years old, I used to look at those uh, Worthington Ford commercials. And yeah. Like, ten thousand dollar car, take it home. And I used to be like, I would never afford that. Yeah. Like ever. Like I was like, oh my god, how could somebody pay ten grand? Now I don't want to speak about how much my car costs. But <laughs> It, now it's like, could have got two of those, like, yeah. one shot. Like, it, it's just like, like, goals become different, and you do become, you, it's stagnant. Once mm. you reach them, you just kind of sit there on it. And, like, you guys are brave, like, with, with Tracy um, pursuing her mom. Like, like, I look at that and be like, that's, I can admire that. That's bravery. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone has the uh, courage to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't. Mm. I can't imagine just being like, fuck, I'm going to leave this stable job and and pursue my dreams. Like, it's the scariest thing to me. Mm. But who knows what the future holds. Mm-hmm. You definitely got to set goals, not stay stagnant. Because mm-hmm. you do become, 
depressed and then you want to start blaming people for shit that's not right. even your fault. Their right. fault, I mean. Mm-hmm. You're you're looking at someone to blame instead of fixing them. Because mm-hmm. I do it. Yeah. Yeah, at times I'm like, like, yeah, realistically, my job, like, I get paid well, but it's not what I wanted to do. I want to grow up. I didn't grow up saying this is what I want to do, but I didn't listen to what was told, hmm. what was being told to me to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know that, though, that you kind of just coasted. Because I always see you, you're always doing stuff. Yeah. You're always fixing on stuff. But I understand, like, you have your own place. You have your area to do that. You weren't going around your apartment just tearing shit apart. No. I, it was impossible. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I completely understand. That's what I'm trying to get to now. Yeah. 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 Definitely looking for a house. And trying to figure out, like, realistically, like, buying, if I want a house, it can't be in the city. Mm. Not here. Mm-hmm. Our house is way too expensive. Mm-hmm. Even on, like, where used to be the ghetto, people are moving back in, building all these hipster places. Rent that used to be, like, a thousand, now you're looking for some place that I went out. I was like, two thousand? And they have candles right there. Somebody yeah. just got murdered, like, but then you see people walking their dogs now. So I was like, do I want to make that commute? Yeah. From far away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't want to dedicate more time. Yeah. It's like, what sacrifices are you willing to do? To it's those. Want? It's those pros and cons that you literally have to write out and actually make the decision. Yes, mm-hmm. it's more money, but it's this. Yes, it's less money, but then it's this. Mm-hmm. Just to add on to that, that's what I did that pushed me to quit my job, is that I was contemplating for months, and. I I wrote down, like, a whole list of pros and cons. Like, what are the pros of me quitting this job? Oh, I don't have to deal with this bullshit anymore, you know? Like, obviously, that's, like, a big part of it. And then, like, so many other things, right? Like, I'm able to, you know, my pros is I'm able to do more of these events. And I know I'll get paid, I mean, you know, and, and grind. And one of the biggest cons, I was like, oh, the stability, you know, or the medical benefits and I'm like oh I was worried about that you know but then I kept thinking more and more into it and I was thinking wow there's still a lot more pros I'm able to develop through my modeling I'm able to apply to more agencies you know I'm able to like develop my portfolio and like like be there's happy. and be happy is like the biggest be thing yeah yeah and I know that um one of the other pros too is that I calculate like if I get events like, so many days out of the week based on, like, the pay is good per mm-hmm. hour. And if I get paid, like, around 25 to 40 an hour for doing so many events for, like, four-hour events, two-hour events here and there, um, I know, like, I calculated it throughout the time. Even while I was working part-time, doing modeling and working full-time at UC Davis, I made just as much working part-time as I did working at UC Davis full-time. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I did the math, even though I know like, okay, yes, I'll be an independent contractor for some of these agencies and they'll take out taxes afterwards. But a lot of them, they go by W-2 as well. So they already take out the taxes. And then some of the headache, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I would calculate from there too. I'm like, wow, I'm actually making pretty good money. And Mm. I know I believed in myself too, that my work habits, like, okay, if I know the pros outweigh the cons and I'll still going back and forth about like, Oh, my fears of what if 
I quit and I don't get as many jobs or what if, you know, those all those what ifs, what I did to make it make sure like, oh, this is not going to happen to me is that I also reach high for my goals too and make sure I was thinking, okay, for me to not have this happen for all these fears, I need to freaking work my butt off. And that's what I did. I started applying like to a whole bunch of different agencies and a whole bunch of other jobs on a daily basis right away. And that's when I started getting a lot more jobs and I dedicated more time to perfecting my resume, like my portfolio and even started a website recently too. And like really dedicated to that and into myself. Um, and it's just getting better from there. And there's always rooms for improvement that I see like, oh, I want to improve on this. I want to improve on this. But the point is like I kept reaching, reaching, reaching high, mm, like always mm. find something to reach for, mm. you know, the reaching of goals instead of reaching an average goal. Um, the one of the ideas that I like um, that I've read from Grant Cardone he is a very successful businessman, and he says that when defining goals in life, it's best to reach for the sky and just think of the most craziest ideas of goals that you want to do and don't stifle any of them. And when you think of them, think of even more, times it by a hundred, times it by a thousand, and see where that goal of success leads you. Because ultimately, if you are aiming for that constantly and you're constantly grinding, you're constantly aiming for that, even if you don't reach it, you're still going to get pretty fucking... Yeah, you're still no pretty, and it also makes life exciting to live by because you have that goal. It's not just like, well, my goal in life is to be here, is to be live an average life. Like, that works too, but it's more exciting. And you can reach so much more by reaching super high. So my question to finish off, and no rush, but I really want to know, huh. what goals do you have for the next year? It's already 2019, getting close to the end of February. But what do you want to accomplish this year? So by the time 2020 rolls around, you're going to be like, God fucking damn it, Chris. This year was a year of fucking growth, year of grinding, year of work, and goddamn, this was a good-ass fucking year. In no particular order? Tell me. Um, I want to get um, the sleeve done so I can go back to like my high school weight when I was nice and slim mm. to be around for my family more. Uh, better father. Like, always working on that because... Mm -hmm. I do have a <clears throat> four month old, but I've been raising a ten year old. He's seventeen now, mm -hmm. so making sure he's okay because God forbid something happens, he's gonna be on his own. Mm -hmm. um, currently working this year is um, getting rid of debt so I can mm -hmm. get into the house comfortably, mm -hmm. which I've been doing pretty good. Luckily, I've been like you said, you gotta set that goal and sacrifice paying more on the car notes, paying more on credit cards. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you're not gonna be able to go out this weekend, but just knocking that out. Um, getting into a house and um, just being a better person overall. Hmm. Like, just everything. 
and not um definitely setting goals and not having that wavering like faith of it like like wavering like one day you're all motivated the next day you're like ah uh, never mind. Mm. staying consistent you have to be obsessed with your goals yeah definitely but for sure those are like the things i i want to accomplish this year because nice. I, I all like you said the small things like your goals were different than mine mm-hmm. mine were less because don't want to blame it on that but or the way i grew up that was already like i remember a family member going oh you graduated high school i'm one out of the immediate family i'm the only one who's graduated high school who's even gone to college god damn like do you get me so my goals are different so now is to keep making better goals mm. that's why i don't know if you saw my instagram it says hollywood chris yes because according to my family i'm hollywood hell yeah because i have a stable job hell yeah you're a success yeah to them yes to other people not yet Mm -hmm. but you know trying to get there but definitely just be a better person and get get dead out house better father better husband boyfriend whatever we call each other now Mm -hmm. after 11 years um get this sleep done so i can be around longer Mm. at least around longer of weight not being what causes problems mm-hmm. and yeah those are my goals for this year mm. and asking for help when needed mm-hmm. because i have a big issue with that i have that feeling like i can do it myself and then mm-hmm. when it's all falling apart that's when i decide to ask for help mm. and it's sometimes it's too late or i ask for it wrong mm. so those are my goals what nope. do you got plan? um let me let me um replay your goals through my mind you said that you want to take better control of your physical body, your physical mm-hmm. health. That's one. The better you are able to take control of your physical health, the better you are able to maneuver in this life. The other thing you said is you want to take control of your money in a better sense. Um, I believe that you have to be on your shit with money in order to be successful because time is money. You... Mm-hmm working your ass off and not being in charge of your money doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense because if you're in charge of your money you're in charge of your time you're better in charge of your life and then you said uh, being a better father and asking for help and that to me says that you want to constantly grow in the way you think and um, improve so yeah definitely you 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 um you're a better wordsmith than I am, but definitely that's what I mean. Exactly how how you interpret it. That's what I'm trying to do. All right, perfect. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, um, I definitely love talking to you, and I want to tell you that I love you. And love you too. Thank you for talking to me. When I talk to you, and you tell me about how you think through life, it helps me and how I think. So, thank you for that. Um, recording it, putting it in the cop in a podcast, making it available for the world has that potential to do good for other people because you putting in that work of actually sitting down and thinking through your thoughts and talking it out and making it make sense into the world, that is valuable because a lot of people, they don't, they're not able to do that. So hearing other people do that is valuable. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, um, what words do you have for future Chris? 
the one year from now, Chris? Stay focused. Don't practice what you preach. What I tell my nephew every day, hard work pays off. And if something doesn't work out because shit happens. I tell him all the time. Right now he has a torn meniscus. He has surgery. Ended his wrestling year. Hmm. And I tell him shit happens. So I need to take that in, in consideration for myself. And yeah. Just stay focused. On every if one door closes, something else is gonna open. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what one year Chris from now needs to hear. Stay focused, <laughs> stay obsessed on your goals. Definitely. All right, perfect. All right, I love you, Chris. Love you too. And if you're listening to this, I love you. Bye. <laughs>